Will our creator allow his creation to be hijacked? After hearing today's report, you'll have a better reason than ever to trust in the words of Jesus when he said, So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be made known. This is Dennis Peterson, and thanks for joining me today on Reclaiming Your Legacy. If you want the details on what you're about to hear, be sure to listen to the extended bonus recording of this episode at reclaimyourlegacy.com. After a full year of injecting people with an experimental gene-altering shot for a patented infection that has never been isolated called COVID-19, we can conclusively state that this is most definitely a weapon of mass destruction. It was intended to be from the start. It not only kills and cripples people in the present, it destroys unborn children in the womb as well. It's set to make a great part of the next generation of females infertile. Geert Vandenbosch from Austria, the lifetime scientist and vaccinologist who has created shots for major companies, has dared to make public statements informing people that giving the pandemic vax to children is essentially committing societal suicide. Let's listen to his brief summary. It's at risk of inducing autoimmune responses, autoimmunity in children. That's why I'm saying never ever use a vaccine that cannot block transmission when you are on the battlefield. If you have a vaccine that cannot prevent the transmission, you cannot control this pandemic. The virus will escape. You cannot win this. It's impossible. So in other words, with this mass vaccination, you're doing exactly the opposite. You are generating a breeding ground for even more infectious variants to replicate. Scientifically, there is no rational whatsoever to, to vaccinate children. This cannot be justified. There is no added value whatsoever for children. There is only major concerns and major risks. So we know definitely that the risk-benefit ratio is going in a completely wrong direction. So how on earth, with that knowledge, can you even think of doing such a thing? It's, I have no other words. This is criminal. And, you know, as a scientist, we don't use these words lightly. When you get vaccinated, there is no chance that you can contribute to herd immunity. And my advice is very, very clear. Under no single circumstance should you allow to get your child vaccinated. Based on official military reporting data for miscarriages following COVID-19 shots of pregnant women among the U.S. military, Dr. Rose calculated that the unreported factor across the nationwide population for miscarriages is times 49. Now, what does that mean? Since VAERS is now reporting 3,389, almost 3,400 fetal deaths following COVID-19 shots, the true number would be closer to 166,061 fetal deaths following the COVID shots. Now, keep in mind that this is just for pregnant women. What about all the other childbearing age women who took the shot and are now infertile? Do you see why the charge of deliberate genocide is being used to describe what's going on? Sophia Smallstorm is interviewed at length on the SGT report to dissect the evil agenda of the mRNA gene therapy that has been masquerading as a vaccine. 
she describes how what she calls the citadel of the cell is hijacked by the new technology and forced to manufacture weapons of death. This is according to plan, as Big Pharma and the New World Order execute a global coup to hijack God's creation. Before we see some of the remarkable things in this report, let's be reminded that God has given his weapons for us to overcome the battles of this age. We're destroying speculations in every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we're taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Don't forget that from 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And furthermore, don't forget 1 John chapter 5, where it says, Whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Nothing less than an all-out global attack by the archenemy of mankind can be behind the deceptive manipulation of human minds to destroy themselves because of fear. Much of the secular domain of modern biological research has been consumed with the evolutionistic ideal of improving the condition of natural human life through genetic manipulation. They've gotten to the point that they can now manipulate the natural coding of the creator's design on the nano-level. That means very tiny. The phenomenal success of modern science to engineer biological repairs to the human body has emboldened them to think that they have the potential of working virtual miracles like human gods with no acknowledgement to the Creator. The WHO has now promoted human genome editing to attain improved public health. While ignoring the responsibility to think of the divine implications of this, many of them believe in the concept of transhumanism. Ray Kurzweil, director of Google Engineering, says, We're going to be hybrids by 2030. Their vision for the future of humankind is anti-human, against the nature of what the Creator has made. Keep in mind that those who follow this line of thinking are confirmed atheists. They're totally incapable of seeing their ethical dishonoring of anything to do with what we would call God's order for nature. Unfortunately, the directing board members of large multinational corporations agree with them. The WHO has publicly endorsed the scientific goal of editing the human genetic code for all humans on Earth. They truly believe that their noble goals justify even their deceitful means, and they're now using mass mind control to globally convince people that their secret formulation in the shots is the one scientific solution to the public's perception of their health crisis. What are these atheist scientists intending to do? Simply make all humans dependent on artificial codes from an artificial outside source to supposedly improve on what our Creator designed. Did you get that? They've now launched a strategy to accomplish this, and it's not far-off futuristic science fiction. It's happening now if we allow it to continue. Do you think God will allow it to continue? Our biology works pristinely until we become toxified. Disease conditions develop when we allow our bodies to become toxic, often when we've allowed our environment and our diet to become toxic. We're now facing critical changes in our bodies, all of which will be labeled as COVID. Immune nanotech irregularities are becoming the norm for those infected by injection with genetic editing technology. When you see just a bit of the research on a condition called Morgellons syndrome, you'll understand why Sophia Smallstorm calls this the dark agenda of synthetic biology. You'll begin to see the conjunction of nanotech biology with radiation biology using microwaves. 
She forecasts that subsequent boosters are designed to introduce new infusions of nanodevices that gather and organize nematodal materials into structures to generate more nanodevices. This invasion of what she calls the sacred citadel of the living cells of our bodies is the target of those enemies of God who would hijack your cells to manufacture weapons of death. It's a cleverly engineered coup on a global scale to throw off the rulership of God over his creation. As fantastical and fearful as this might sound, when I heard in the interview the mention that anti-parasitic ivermectin is being banned by powers that be because it prevents the advance of this nanotech biological invasion, at least one other component in the information war began to make sense to me. Hearing this discussion, as technical as it is, and as sobering as it is, heightens the priority we all must put on helping our loved ones to be informed before they consent to any kind of technological intrusion into the sacred space of their human biology. It also accented for me the need of developing parallel communities of trusted relationships with those who understand the absolute necessity for us to be independent from these coerced confirmation aspects of tyrannically controlled human society. What's truly sad is that many of the highly conditioned sheeple, even our God-fearing communities, are unwilling to unplug from their steady diets of mind-controlling, manipulated media news. Hopefully, some of them will take the time to think through presentations like what I've been referring to our listeners on this program. And when they do... Only the Holy Spirit can open their hearts so that they can receive the love of the knowledge of the truth and willingly renew their minds, like it says in Romans chapter 12, so that they can understand the things that are spiritually discerned, like it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. You'll also want to see the entire interview on the SGT report with author Wayne Jett on the century-old New World Order plan to depopulate the planet that's now being fast-tracked. This is very informative and worth hearing when you have the time. If you're interested in international economics, gold standard issues, and cryptocurrencies, you'll really want to hear this insight. Wayne Jett's remarkably astute insights are prefaced by the recent year-end speech by Italian Archbishop Vigano. He's one of the rare heroes of the Roman Catholic Church. Fearless, he speaks out against all elite power structures, including the Pope himself. And now he came right out and said it, a global coup has been carried out. This coup, he said, was made possible by an emergency pandemic that is based on the premise of a virus that has a mortality rate almost analogous to that of any other seasonal flu virus, on the delegitimization and prohibition of effective treatments, and on the distribution of an experimental gene serum which is obviously ineffective, and which also clearly carries with it the danger of serious and even lethal side effects. Those who resist the New World Order will have the help and protection of God, Archbishop Vigano said. Sean, in his SGT report interview with Wayne Jett, quoted Archbishop Vigano from another source, saying, It's typical of any totalitarian regime to seek to delegitimize any and every form of dissent, at first by ridiculing the adversary, making him the object of derision, so as to discredit him in the eyes of public opinion. Then, after delegitimizing the person as pathological or in need of psychiatric care, suggesting that the adversary is mentally unstable, who should be hospitalized in a mentalist institution. And finally, this process ends with the complete criminalization of all dissenters. In this way, the regime creates the necessary premises to separate all of its adversaries from civil society. 
Well, thankfully, the growing resistance of huge numbers of citizens in many countries is raising the likelihood that an alliance of nations will defy the globalist cabal and realign with their citizens. If godly character and allegiance to the rule of law prevails, especially in America, the stronghold of the cabal will crumble along with their long control of fiat currency systems. Behind the scenes and away from all journalistic reports, the emerging alliance of nations is already having surgical military victories that will lead to the hopeful dismantling of the UN and its globalist tyrannical control. Now, there's an awful lot there, and you really need to look more into the details of this report by Archbishop Vigano. English scientist Dr. Michael Yeadon and German attorney Reiner Fulmick released an important video discussion on January 9, 2022. The entire recording is worth listening. I've condensed the cliff notes for you to easily see some of the key information being hidden by the mainstream press and government reports, even though their policies will often show you clearly what's being hidden. Dr. Yeadon left the Pfizer company 10 years ago. He's had positive interactions with the company and was well-treated there, and he's had no interaction with them for five years since Pfizer bought the business that he started and Pfizer made profit as well as Yeadon being able to retire. Dr. Yeadon has been alarmed and frightened by the world's reactions to the pandemic. Prior to COVID-19, over 20 countries had official pandemic preparedness plans for dealing with epidemics. They specifically concluded policies that were simple. If sick, stay home until well and wash hands more frequently than usual. They all excluded border closures, school closures, business closures, mass testing of the well, lockdowns, masking, and any other extraordinary policies. Yet all these national plans were discarded completely in March of 2020. This is the most glaring evidence that something global was underway to enact the worldwide actions that we've experienced. Every one of the eight COVID lies are completely untrue. He thinks the objectives was to frighten people to death, and it's worked. The fact that all the major nations enforce this simultaneously shows the collusion. The details of his expose are on Del Bigtree's interview that's on thehighwire.com. This is regarded as the most meaningful breakthrough video interview on the topic of COVID-19 yet. The pandemic and the lies that are being propagated, you really ought to take the time to watch it with your family. Dr. Yeadon defines clearly that the blue medical masks are actually like splash guards to prevent fluids getting on medical attendees in an operation room. Cloth masks and others were never intended to filter air that you breathe. They do cause anxiety in many, though. You may remember the widespread message that caused much fear in 2020 that nationwide lockdowns were supposed to slow the spread of the infection. The lie was the popularization of a totally new concept in virology asymptomatic transmission. Dr. Yeadon declares emphatically that it's a flat lie. Those who espouse this are not mistaken, they're patently lying. Why would nations enforce lockdowns that do not prevent transmission but do cause economic destruction? Another lie, and a big one, was the notion that there are no treatments for COVID. Everyone needs to refer to Dr. Peter McCullough, who has written more professional papers on COVID than anyone on the planet. Multiphase infection, replication, inflammation, and coagulation makes this the most treatable respiratory illness ever. Yet the use of proven treatments for these phases are denied to the point of censoring honest proven medical experts and taking away their jobs and certifications. 
Another lie is the outlandish idea that enforcing the personal immunity is the objective that must be proven clinically. The default understanding of the immunology profession is that once you've shrugged off the virus, your system identifies any variants for many years. Another lie, the now thoroughly disproven propaganda that vaccines are safe and effective. This is another whole story with many well-researched, circulated professional studies to set the record straight. Dr. Yeadon surmises that the ultimate aim appears to obviously be the control of whole societies worldwide plus the destruction of economic strength and currencies, through tracking of people who are injected. If you've researched about the Edward Bernays School of Mind Control, you'll see that it is now being ultimately executed globally. The evidence that things are a mess are so stark that when you finally realize what's reality and ask how people like Dr. Yeadon could know it so early on, the question becomes, why did everyone else not see it? It's been said that if you're one step ahead of everyone else, you're a genius. If you're two steps ahead, you're a lunatic. In light of the scientific implications showing that the courses of action being taken by national governments globally are inappropriate, Dr. Yeadon concludes that their actions are not because of public health priorities at all. Children who are not in danger of contracting the virus and pregnant women which have never been indicated to receive toxic injections since the horrific discoveries of the thalidomide debacle in the 50s should never be demanded by governments to receive experimental shots. People under 60 should generally not receive them. With good therapies abounding, there was no need to vaccinate the world. If this concern were about public health, the insistence on the use of vaccines would definitely exclude children, young healthy people, and those who have had the virus and recovered. Batch inconsistencies are another major problem. High quality consistency among product batches is always expected in the pharmaceutical industry. They've proven to be good at this. With the discoveries of independent analysts comparing adverse events across multiple various batches, it was surprising and alarming to find that 90% of the adverse events were from 10% of the batch lots. Stop and think about that. With the extreme care that has historically proven to guarantee consistent product quality and predictable outcomes, it's mathematically impossible to have one batch produce only a handful of adverse events while a different batch produces thousands of events. Dr. Yeadon is prepared to prove in court that such disparity in batch outcomes is a factual proof that the different lots cannot contain the same stuff. Researching and writing this report has impressed me how vital it is for us to be absolutely grounded in the principles of reclaiming our legacy according to God's word. Our origin, our past, our priorities, our health, our wealth, our values, and our influence for the future must all be rooted in Scripture and an intimate daily abiding in Christ's Holy Spirit. Do you know anyone who's anxious about the future, troubled about the conditions of society, depressed over the reports they hear from people? What can we do to help them? When it comes to the multitude of things around us that are outside of our control, there's only one way we can regain personal stabilizing peace. We have to develop a confidence level in the promises of one we can trust. And if that's not Jesus, we need to spend some hours with him today, letting him speak to us from his living and actively transformative word. You can believe whatever you want, but there's only one voice, one authority who dares to tell us, present tense, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. 
This level of personal confidence and peace can only come to the person who makes a deliberate determination to actively do what is demanded of the only master worth serving. So what is demanded? How about starting with this? The prophet Isaiah tells us, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Look up all the verses in the Bible you can that say, I will give thanks to you, O God, with all my heart. When you have an attitude of gratitude, it's amazing how you start to notice the little things, like the birds singing and the dandelions brightening your path. Make it your commitment to God to always start your day thanking Him for breath to breathe and every good thing that are gifts from your Heavenly Father. What we're talking about here is nothing less than the peace resulting from the manifest presence of the comforter that Jesus promised. He said it this way, He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So when it comes to the question of what should we do to have that kind of peace, consider the first step. Eliminate the noise of all the random public voices producing fear over things you can't control. Just turn them off. That means stop listening to the mainstream media, period. Next, determine like never before to pursue truth. Ask questions sincerely and openly, willing to take actions that are even hard for you because truth demands rejecting every destructive influence in your life. And then, start the best medicine to cure anxiety and depression. Start right now to work towards solving a problem. Not every problem. Focus on helping someone besides yourself. And when you focus your attention on the needs of even one other person, your mind is relieved of the burdens you carry for yourself. Even if you're suffering insurmountable difficulty yourself, you can at least offer to pray for one other person. Help another human being discover a solution that you've discovered. Find a need and fill it. If you do a little bit every day, it adds up. Your frame of mind will improve and you'll see hope arise in your heart as troubles become always temporary. The enemy of you and all mankind is desperately trying to discourage whoever he can get to focus on the problems of today. But God is using all the struggles to reawaken millions of people to his solution, following him. Stop putting your faith in the troubles of this troublesome time. Put all your faith in God who is fully willing and able to guide you into the knowledge of whatever truths needed to endure through and even overcome the troubles. This is a war. And you must ask God for the perseverance of a soldier to fight like a determined warrior. And Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Remember where faith comes from? Hearing words. Romans 10:17 tells us faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Make your commitment to truth and to Jesus who declared himself to be the truth. Decide to agree with him that he will guide you into all the truth just as he said the Holy Spirit would do in John 16, 13, and then resolve to do everything he guides you to do while committing yourself to test all things and patiently wait for the peace that only he can give as you walk in his ways. Being loyal to the truth is not about being loyal to any mortal person. Jesus is the only one capable of getting you and any of us through this valley of the shadow of death. Thanks for joining me today on Reclaiming Your Legacy. This is Dennis Peterson, and I look forward to being with you next time. In this bonus extra segment, let's expand some more of the deep and controversial topics that we've opened today. As already stated, after a full year of injecting people with an experimental gene-altering shot for a patented infection that has never been isolated called COVID-19, 
we can conclusively state that this is most definitely a weapon of mass destruction. It not only kills and cripples people in the present, it destroys unborn children in the womb as well, and it's set to make a great part of the next generation of females infertile. Facts in support of this forecast are in the government's own database of vaccine adverse events reporting system called VAERS, or V-A-E-R-S. And the incompleteness of that data set is openly admitted because up to 99 out of 100 actual events are never even reported. As of the Friday, January 28, 2022 updates to the VAERS data, there have been 3,389 fetal deaths reported in VAERS, following an experimental COVID-19 shot since it was released to the public in December of 2020. In contrast, for the previous 31 years following all FDA-approved vaccines, there have been a total of 2,499 fetal deaths total, using the exact same search parameters. That means 80 fetal deaths per year following all FDA-approved vaccines over the last 31 years, but 3,128 fetal deaths per year following experimental COVID-19 vaccines. A few days ago, Dr. Jessica Rose published an article on the unreported factor in VAERS based on what these military whistleblowers revealed from the military medical database regarding miscarriages. Based on what the military is reporting for miscarriages following COVID-19 shots of pregnant women, Dr. Rose calculated that the unreported factor for miscarriages is times 49. Bears is reporting 3,389 fetal deaths following COVID-19 shots, so the true number would be closer to 166,061 fetal deaths following the COVID shots nationwide. And those stats are just for pregnant women. What about all the childbearing age women who are now infertile? Chief Editor for Health Impact News, Brian Shilhavy, bluntly calls the obvious what it is, genocide. Arrive at a realistic number of fetal deaths recorded in VAERS, Brian had to test several different searches on listed symptoms and then see if the search results documented fetal deaths, since there's no demographic for fetal deaths. There's a long list of current symptoms, as they're called, in VAERS that reveals fetal deaths, uh, things like abortion complete, or abortion early, or abortion incomplete, or abortion late. And it goes on to even describe others like ectopic pregnancy, or ectopic pregnancy with contraceptive device, all sorts of things. This list may not be exhaustive, but using this list with the last update in VAERS that contains data through December 31st, 2021, Brian found 3,147 fetal deaths recorded following the COVID-19 shots into pregnant women or into women of childbearing age who became pregnant shortly after receiving one of the experimental COVID-19 injections. Using the underreporting multiplier of 41 times the truer number of fetal deaths following COVID-19 injections becomes 129,027 fetal deaths. Using the underreporting multiplier of 41 times, we have 876,602 other deaths after the COVID-19 shots, and that is in addition to the 129,027 fetal deaths. That's over a million deaths in just the first year of the COVID-19 vaccines. You don't believe it? Just look around you at the so-called supply chain bottlenecks that are getting worse, not better, and understand that there is not a shortage of products, but a shortage of human labor. Using the apples-to-apples -apples analysis of the VAERS data, 
Brian performed the exact same search on the symptoms listed above for all the FDA-approved vaccines in the database prior to December 2020, which is the month the first two COVID-19 shots were issued, emergency use authorization. That search returned a value of 2,479 fetal deaths following all vaccines for the previous 31 years. Did you get that? 2,479, or an average of about 80 deaths, fetal deaths, per year. Now, that's a 3,834% increase in fetal deaths using just the government data reported in VAERS. Stop calling this a conspiracy theory and wake up. This is population reduction planning. This is genocide. These are crimes against humanity. This is pure evil. Dr. Michael Yeadon continued in the report I referred to earlier, saying, Financial experts, referring to Catherine Austin Fitz, observe with indiscriminate printing of unbacked financial currencies that sovereign currencies are already destroyed because of private control of central banks. The great financial reset appears to be imminent with a cashless society. Also imminent is the deliberate premeditated death of large parts of the population. With increasing subsequent doses of injections that predictably affect the development of increasing lethal genetic sequences in the recipients, we can understand how global genocide is imminent. Though skeptics see the indicators of a global conspiracy, the charge is raised that far too many people would need to be complicit and that there would be many leaks that would expose it. All the actors, like Event 201, are taking the roles they did in October 2019, but now, in reality. See a compilation about Fauci and Event 201, clear evidence of foreknowledge and pandemic pre-planning, at the link that is in the notes for today's program at reclaimyourlegacy.com. This is also referred to in the documentary called Pandemic Indoctrination, produced by Mickey Willis at about the 30-minute mark, at the link that I've supplied in the notes for today's program at reclaimyourlegacy.com. This is a must-view research background that nobody should miss if they want to be informed on the topic well enough to discuss it with others. In view of the economic devastation of large industry sectors, travel, hospitality, and so on, because of the adverse events associated with the huge numbers of people in these analyses, the motivation behind the cause cannot be money. As Catherine Austin Fitz describes it, this can only be caused by Mr. Global. The mainstream media is obviously colluding since all the major networks refuse to give credible platform to major experts in this field like Dr. Yeadon, Dr. McCullough, and Dr. Malone. If we were given an hour to present the science reality not being publicly exposed, we could destroy this entire narrative and stop the insanely destructive trajectory that we're on. If the media wants to tell you that the upticks in disease metrics are due to a new variant, there's no way of telling whether such claims are true or not. Dr. Yeadon worries that what we're seeing in these statistical anomalies are really calibration of a killing weapon. He says he's never been inclined to believe in conspiracy theories, but rather always been a skeptic in such ideas. Now, as exposure is becoming evident, he realizes what a schmuck he's been for 61 years. Dr. Yeadon refers to a 28-minute report showing that the asymptomatic spread theory is pure garbage. He noted that one citizen group in a school district in northern England formed a union that all said no to the continuing use of masks, nasal tests, and so on. There's no unusual threat to your health except from your government policies. 
You're not doing anyone any good by complying with unwarranted mandates. They can't arrest everybody. If 10,000 school children resolve to refuse masks, tests, and so on, what are the tyrants going to do? Wayne Jett's interview with SGT Report referred also to the following published report from Wayne Jett. It was titled, To Battle a Globalist Cabal, dated December 12, 2021. Quote, Archbishop Vigano, preeminent conscience of the Catholic Church, has expressly called out the malevolent powers of the globalist cabal for their ongoing efforts to subjugate, indeed to exterminate, all non-elite peoples of the world. He accuses the cabal of staging and executing a coup d'etat, depriving every nation's citizens of their God-given human rights. Vigano further urges leaders of all nations seeking freedom, prosperity, and peace for their people to wait no longer to act now, to join in an alliance with the central objective of defeating and ending the globalist cabal now terrorizing and seeking to enslave the world. Under the subtitle, The Alliance Emerges to Confront the UN, he writes, This is not the first time in the past year that an alliance of nations has been mentioned in connection with the globalist cabal. In somewhat random fashion, away from major media hoopla, a number of military battles to free human captives from the globalist cabal in undisclosed places around the world have been credited to, quote, the alliance. Well, in another article, Italian Archbishop Vigano issued a new warning, and he said, those who resist the new world order will have the help and protection of God. Archbishop Vigano is the object of evil attacks by the mainstream media and the globalist left because he stands with Catholics, Christians, and even non-believers who have thirst for justice and truth in this upside-down world that we're living in. Archbishop Vigano said, the new world order is neither new nor order. It represents the foolish ambition of Satan to overthrow the providential plan of God, to cancel the true religion that leads to eternal salvation, and finally to replace the Ordo Christianus, Christian order, with infernal chaos. In this disorder, the lie replaces the truth. Injustice and abuse of power replace justice. Whim instead of obedience to the law of God, death instead of life, illness instead of health, the legitimization of evil and the condemnation of good, the persecution of good people and the praising of evil ones, ignorance in the place of culture and wisdom, ugliness and horror instead of beauty, division and hatred instead of harmony and love. Satan doesn't want to be worshipped by adopting the qualities of God, but by demanding to be an object of adoration through everything that is evil, obscene, false, absurd, and monstrous. Archbishop Vigano sends a new message to the American people, saying in his December speech, those who resist the new world order will have the help and protection of God. It sends a new message to the American people. He also said for two years now, a global coup has been carried out all over the world, planned for some time by an elite group of conspirators enslaved to the interests of international high finance. This coup was made possible by an emergency pandemic that is based on the premise of a virus that has a mortality rate almost analogous to that of any other seasonal flu virus, on the delegitimization and prohibition of effective treatments, and on the distribution of an experimental gene serum which is obviously ineffective and which also clearly carries with it the danger of serious and even lethal side effects. He continued, 
With what we know, how much of the mainstream media has contributed to supporting the insane pandemic narrative, the interests that are at stake and the goals of these groups of power, reducing the world population, making those who survive chronically ill, and imposing forms of control that violate the fundamental rights and natural liberties of citizens. Throughout the world, in the name of a perverted concept of freedom, we have progressively erased God from society and laws. In short, we have subverted the entire moral order that constitutes the indispensable basis of the laws and social life of a people. From there, he argues that the way to defeat the New World Order and the Great Reset is to put God back in the first place, not only in our personal lives, but also in the life of our society. Thus, Vigano argues that every single person has a part to play. My appeal, Archbishop Vigano says, for an anti-globalist alliance, which I renew today, aims precisely to constitute a movement of moral and spiritual rebirth which will inspire the civil, social, and political action of those who do not want to be enslaved as slaves to the new world order. Well, do you think maybe that some of our Christian leaders in our evangelical churches would be up to saying such a challenging charge to their congregations? Think about it.